<laughs> I gotta do that bitch though. Yeah. Bow. Ooh, excuse me. Ribs is touching. <laughs> I do need to eat though. To you, that's what happens when you work hard. You forget about you. Damn. What were you supposed you, you. to eat today? Sheesh, bro. I, I've today was. I've been on go, strenuous all, all day, all day, just straight go. Well, you look great. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So that's good. That's good. But we yeah. got a. Uh, we got like a little kind of mixture of of uh, mixture 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 of brands going on. Right. Mixture of this designs, this was this was what oh. This was 2000. That was two years ago. Good year, good year. That was two. This years was this ago. year. This, this is was, the This is the new edition. The new merch edition. that I'm wearing. Frankie's wearing the um the OG model. The little corner pocket. The corner that pocket. ain't there. Yeah. That's the, but that's the. It looked like model. it is there. It's good enough. Yeah, man. But it works. It works. Hello, good people. My name is 4KJ. This is the For the Stress Podcast. How are you, good folks, doing? I am joined always by the good brother Frankie Metals, aka El Capitan, aka El Cap, aka Capslock, aka the Backwood Ninja, aka the Left, aka Texas Frankie, aka Two Sauce to be the boss. How are you, beloved? SK, you forgot SK. Oh shit! Also known as SK Segway King. Thank you. How are you, beloved? I'm good now. Good because uh, I got Excellent everything right. Now. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, you know, there's so <laughs> many, man. I got, I'm really. It's Texas Frankie and that one. I like those. You gave me all the other ones, just I was just blessed by you. You don't know, receive the other ones. I've been knighted a good many times. <laughs> so, Texas Frankie and SK, also known as Segway King, he is excellent, day per use. Um. Hey man, what a fucking day. We'll get into that though. Church announcements. Follow the show on everything. Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow a celestial goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for your herbal needs. You can follow at Embrace Naturally on IG for your hair care needs you can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs make sure y'all like rate review subscribe tell a friend or tell a motherfucking friend and all of that good shit like that there now uh-huh. what a day man what a week <laughs> just take it in man pause but yeah man it's been it's been a um, it's been a week man first and foremost shout out to the good sister Alyssa for blessing us blessing us with her presence last week. Mm. Um, for those who missed last week's episode, you know, you probably don't have your nose dick covered. So make sure y'all go listen to that episode. Shout out to Alyssa. And um, yeah, man, shout out, shout out to uh everyone. I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of blinked out a little bit, my bad. Um, He's still slowing down, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a second. Yeah, I'm trying to. Um... He's still arriving. You want to hit this? Nah, I'm good, bro. You know, I don't, you know, maybe afterwards. But 
right now I'm straight. Um, fuck, man. I don't know where to start. It's just it's it's so much going so much going on. First and foremost, shout out to Black Men United of Jersey City, New Jersey. Shout out to Beloved Nev. Shout out to all of those good brothers and sisters. Shout out to Solidarity JC. Shout out to everyone who came out. Um, there was a, that's why you sweating. You out here politicking, man. I was I was out here moving and grooving today, bro. Shaking hands. You, you kissed know, any babies? No, nah, I didn't kiss no babies because you know. Oh, okay, you ain't running for mayor then. No, nah, I don't want to. Come on, man. I you out here? I like it. I, I like don't want to run for political office, man. I I got too much nefarious shit that I like. <laughs> It'll be a scandal immediately yeah, so don't, shit. Put, don't put me in office But shout out to everyone who came out To the Black Power Rally today This is recorded on Saturday April 17th So shout out to everyone who, who was at the rally If you check the Instagram for the stress underscore podcast You can see some um, I did a little live Um but it, it was dope, man. It was good to be around people who are as frustrated and angry as you are. It's kind of cathartic to, you know, share that frustration with other people. Like they can, um, they understand your anguish. And, you know, we, um, we marched from Berry Lane Park up to the South District police department which is on Bergen and Wilkerson um Nev led the whole the march all the way and um we were screaming fuck the police the entire time and it it was it was just good energy man (laughs) shout out to the it was a uh, I know I'm terrible with names but shout out to the Black Panther the original one of the original Black Panthers was in attendance he spoke I'm completely blanking on his name forgive me it's been a very long day but he was there it was some other dope speakers who came out so shout out to everybody involved shout out to everyone i connected with it it was good man i i I love what black man united is doing shout out to shout out to daquan because he you know me me and him was kicking it sweetie shout out to hector i was talking to him um yeah, man. Shout out to everybody I talked to. Shout out to everybody was was um in the streets, walking with us, you know, yelling at the police. Shit was cool, man. And you know what's funny? I enjoy watching white people yell at the police. It's like... Because it's, it's, it's a stalemate. You ain't yeah, gonna do nothing about it. What yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, white people, they get like extra when they yelling at the police. For real. Like, fuck you, you fat fucking pig, cock-sucking piece of shit. I mean, it, and it's just like, wow, man. Wow. Like, yeah, black power, motherfucker, you fucking cock-sucking pig. They didn't say that. I'm just, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But it's just like, that, en- it's, that energy is there. Okay. That energy is there. And I always shout out to all of the white people who come out. They too. just go in. They just be going they just go in, bro. You fucking fucking fuck you. You fucking killing black people. Fuck you. Like they just be like I haven't seen you curse out anyone since your mom. Right. Like since you cursed out your mom like that. Like, but they just <laughs> be, the energy that they be having for the cops, like I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I can't do that. But That's what I'm saying. And they're not gonna 
they're not gonna beast on you real quick because then they gotta beast on everybody right they're and not- they're not so it's like it's cool to to watch some white ally yell in the cop's face and they just stand there and take it that's cool it's just like look at you this person yelling at your face and you won't do nothing to them you fucking pussy but you know so but in all in all it was a very um the rally was dope man shout out again shout out to black man united shout out to nev shout out to all of the brothers and sisters involved like y'all are doing super dope work and i will champion y'all every opportunity that i get so shout out to y'all um because a part of the rally was kind of talking about the recent homicides that we had in the city mm-hmm. i think we spoke about this not last episode the episode before because in but within the last two weeks we had another murder mm. um let me let me not lie how old was this kid let me not lie a 21 year old was shot on wilkerson and jackson or mlk if you're not familiar with the area he was shot um again upper respiratory couple shots to his chest and shit like that shooter is still at large so you know the sentiments that that we talk about on this show where it's like you know why y'all cops here that was echoed during the rally so I'm happy more people are understanding like these motherfuckers aren't doing anything because we've had three homicides in a month if not three weeks where everyone is still free and again why y'all here y'all not doing what the tax dollars pay you for and this is on Martin Luther King Drive where there every other couple of blocks like yes we passed and it was so ill right the cops followed the rally like once we all got once we was at the park right Barry Lane they were like circling around and I'm watching them like Nev and them is talking people are congregate I'm, I'm listening but I'm like watching the cops once we started marching they followed us you know they was blocking off traffic mm. to let us you know cut through traffic they didn't bother us but they watched us the entire way. Mm-hmm. They watched where we were going, how many people, and I'm in the whole time like the majority, mostly everyone was walking in the street. So I walked on the sidewalk because I'm like, let me let me see what these cops are gonna do, right? Because I'm more concerned about how they react rather than how the people react. And the whole time they're just sitting there, they're watching. There's a this squad cars blocking off traffic to let us through but there's a squad car behind us following the direction of the the march mm-hmm. so the whole time I'm sitting I'm, I'm walking you know chanting or doing all that type of shit but I'm watching the police because watching you watching us because unfortunately there's no telling what they would do they left us alone, thankfully. Knock on wood. But because of how they behave when people are gathered together, there's there's always a high probability that they would just run down and be like, y'all need to go to fuck home or we're going to open fire. Mm. 
So the whole time I'm watching them. Because I'm like. I don't know how this is going to go. And the, the because we were chanting so aggressively. I didn't know how it was going to go. I don't think. I, I Again, luckily nothing went left. But this is the police we talking about. So there's no telling what they was going to do. And even when we walked. Even when we were walking back They did the same thing Like they blocked off traffic Let us through But there was a squad car Right behind the march Just to you know They're turning down this block They're going down this block And I'm watching them the whole time So luckily You know nothing popped off They didn't get crazy Or anything like that But You know you have to watch You have to watch police In these types of settings Because some of them take these chance and and fuck the police personally Mm -hmm. and like they're so ill where they'll wait until the crowd disperses and then see who gets in what car Mm. and then they'll follow the car right they play dirty games like that luckily you know because i already drive like i got brakes in my trunk i did a little you know what I mean? One, two maneuvers around a couple of neighborhoods just to make sure I wasn't... You shook them off. You shook your tail. A little bit. You shook off the tail. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Because it was, when I got in my car, I saw one of the squad cars I was following us kind of across the street. He did a little whoop-de-whoop. A little whoop-de-whoop. So, when I got in my car, I sat there for a minute, and he sat there, and then when I moved, he moved. So I'm like, all right, let me just do a little one-two right quick, cause he he, I'm for sure he identified me. Who don't? Who wanna? If you do any maneuver to try to get a cop from not being behind you, you're gonna take it. You're not gonna go OD because then it's gonna make you like mad sus. Like right. why you, why you running? I ain't even. Right. Call attention to yourself. Right. But, but he, if you could premeditate, yeah. and just. You know, easily move lanes yeah. when when the red light about to hit. You'll do it. Yeah. So well, in like, this case, you see, he's already he's a, his nose already. He's like they're like sharks. Yeah. When they in the street, their nose they, start. They sat there. I'm obviously talking from some experience, but yeah, once that nose start tipping your direction, you yeah. just more like, all right, let me make let me let me try, let me try to be out real quick. Yeah, cause and, and shout out to Nev, cause he said it too. Like once we got back to the park. He was just like, you know, if y'all just want to hang around a little bit until they like leave, leave, do that because mm. they like to stick around. Play it safe. You want to play it yeah, home base real quick. Yeah, because you know? they like to stick around and do a little weird shit and yeah. just harass you for no reason and shit like right, that. Right, right. So when I got back in my car and I pulled off, he pulled off in the opposite direction. Me being, being paranoid. Yeah, me being paranoid. I'm just like, you know what? Let me bust this left instead of going straight. So I did that. Did a couple loop-de-loops and then mm-hmm. once I felt comfortable, I went about my way. 10-4, yeah, we lost them. <laughs> so you went and got the the paint changed on the car, like in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, right. Go into the little auto shop, get my shit changed. But outside of all of that, man, again, man, shout out to Black Men United. Shout out to Beloved Nav. Shout out to all the brothers and sisters. Y'all are doing great, phenomenal work. <clears throat> Y'all are doing great, phenomenal work, and you are greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, man. Uh, okay, 
before I get into the, the fuckery of the country. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Black Rob. Oh, man. R.I.P. Black Rob. Like, whoa. If you're unfamiliar with Black Rob, Black Rob was a hip-hop artist signed to Bad Boy Records in the late 90s, early 2000s. He was most famously known for his hit, Whoa. Um... Black Rob was in the news last week due to um, his health issues. He was in the hospital. I think he had a stroke. I think he was fighting kidney failure. And he also made a comment that he was like homeless. And this that news broke a couple of days after his former executive Diddy, also known as Puff Daddy, also known as Sean Combs, wrote a open letter to corporations saying we need equal pay. He wrote a letter to these big corporations saying, essentially saying we're not getting enough money. You need to play back. You need to pay black companies more. Now, if you're familiar with Diddy, a.k.a. Sean Combs, he has a notorious history of not paying his artists. <laughs> of not giving them the same equal pay. That he was criticizing these corporations for not giving him. And. I'm saying all that to say fuck Diddy. <laughs> okay fuck Diddy. Diddy is an opportunist. He's a capitalist in all and in all of the worst sense. Diddy doesn't give a fuck about anything or anyone except himself. Mm. And he was criticized when he wrote this open letter, I'm using air quotes, to these corporations for that very same thing. Because it was like, fam, how are you asking for equal pay from corporations and you have never in your career paid anyone equally? (laughs) And then... After this letter, the news about Black Rob hit. I think it was the day DMX died. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, yeah, I remember. And it was, you know, the universe is is funny sometimes because just the irony of Diddy saying, "Yo, you need to pay us fair," and then one of your former premier artists is telling the world, "Yo, I have." Severe medical conditions, and I'm kind of homeless. So, where is the equal pay, Diddy? I'm gonna go so far to say Black Rob died because of Diddy. I'm just gonna say it. I don't, I just debate me if you want. Because if Black Rob received the level of equal pay that he deserved, he would have money for his medical bills. He wouldn't be telling people that he is essentially homeless. He might have enough money to pay for the medical care to keep him alive. So this death is on Diddy. I'm putting this. I'm laying this directly at Diddy's feet. I did. I don't. I don't care how anyone feels about it. It's it. 
no one can convince me otherwise. You want equal pay from these corporations because your company revolt isn't getting enough money. And one of the per, and you know what's so crazy? Black Rob, right? Black, because Woe came out after Biggie died. I think it was Mace had left by that time. Biggie was gone. It was Black Rob holding the bad boy flag. As as many times as Woe was played, as 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 much of a cultural hit that Woe was. You telling me he didn't make enough money and royalties to survive for the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. This man has kidney failure and all types of shit. He can't pay medical bills. But you buying balloons for yourself every single day because you love yourself. Diddy's fucking evil, bro. We, we got to call it what it is. He's fucking evil. He never said he wasn't. But at the same line, I see what you're saying. But he might be right. You know, the open letter still might. It doesn't make the open letter not true. It just kind of mean that he's just like them. And he's calling it what it is. Like I'll say this. To that point, what he's saying is not wrong. He's he And his statement is correct. That corporations need to play black companies fairly. But it's just hypocritical that you the mouthpiece. Absolutely. That is your face saying it. That's the problem. Right? Why? It's (laughs) you. Everybody. It's you. You said it though. Right? This is is one of those moments where we need to shoot the messenger. Because shutting the fuck up is free. You could have just done that. The messenger needs to be smoked. I don't care if his message is correct. In this instance, shoot the messenger. Because from anyone else, I could kind of understand. And even when I read the letter, I'm just like, you know what? He's correcting what he's saying. But it's you. Can you name me any bad boy artist who is... Thriving after. Happy? Let's just put it like that. Who's happy? Let's. We could keep it simple. Just Who, like that. Who's happy? What's up? Nate? Give me a bad boy artist that's happy. Take like time. Diddy is happy. Like Diddy in all the commercials, all the commercials, in all the movies. He's by his pool every dancing day, dancing all in the video. Dancing, yeah. Who's give, name me a bad boy artist that's happy? And if you're not, come to death row. Come to death row. If you don't want your manager dancing and all in the videos. Diddy was always out there. He put himself out there. Absolutely. Just like he put himself out there. Again, so because he, it's just business as usual. Because Diddy is a fucking opportunist. Diddy is a narcissist. Diddy gives a fuck about Diddy. That's all that matters in his world. So again, I ask... Name me a bad boy artist who is happy. You need some help? 
I'm not thinking of one. I'm not thinking of one. You could say the locks, but they left. And that's how they got happy. We got Faith Evans. What's going on with her? She's married to Stevie J. No music career. Loon was in jail. Came home. Him and Diddy took some pictures together. That was it. Sean is currently still in Belize. Can't leave. Craig Mack is gone. Died broke. G-Dep is in jail for the rest of his life. Biggie, gone. Mace is maybe a pastor? Doing his own thing. Doing his own thing. Fell off the face of the earth. The band. You remember the band? Mm-hmm. Walk the Cheesecake. Walk mm-hmm. to Brooklyn for mm-hmm. some cheesecake. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. What are they doing? When's the last time you heard anything about the band? Exactly. Who's left? Danity Kane? Ne- they fell off the face of the earth. They sold out. You know what I mean? They were like, fuck it, I'm going to be that artist instead of my artist. The point is, no one survives under Diddy. You can make an argument for Machine Gun Kelly because he was smart enough to read his contract. You can make an argument for French Montana who was also smart enough to read his contract. (laughs) But that's two out of what? 15? The point is that he's a piece of shit. And we need to start addressing him as the piece of shit that he is. And we need to understand that Black Rob's death was completely preventable. Completely. There's no reason for him to be gone. We do need to look at this music shit, though. What music shit? Just the way music is run. We do need to take a call. Like, he said it. He said it, and then everybody was like, hmm, you're right. You're the first person I need to look at. How you t- how you want people to address a problem and the problem is you? That's like, start right there. That's okay. like me saying, yo, we need to stop the gun violence and I'm shooting everybody. Why, why are you shooting everybody? See how backwards that sounds? Yo, we need to stop all these killings. Pow, pow, pow. That is a fucking joke. And we need to we we need to start understanding who he really is. Cause he's shown us who he is repeatedly, and we need to start treating him as such. So what do you think he should do? Who, who, at this point, who did he? What can be done? And like you said, most of the people either locked up or in they're dead. So who's I think, left? I, I think right? it's, I think it's something to be said for like all right, let's just say you, Frankie Meadows, has a record label, right? Let's just say you have ten artists. They all have varying degrees of success. Okay? Ten artists. Two of them die. Right. 
Okay. One's in jail. The rest leave. Because of bad contract, bad financial. They're not happy. They're not happy. Like we said. How will we ju- how will we judge you as a record executive? Hmm? Because even someone like Suge Knight, right? He was known for being a gangster, for being kind of violent in his measures, right? But his artists were genuinely. I mean, Dre left. Snoop left because of Dre. Pac lost his life due to his own. Yeah, actions. that was a heyday though. Yeah, that was a heyday. That was a heyday. So ain't whoever was an artist at the time, mm-hmm. that was kind of like a, they were locked in, right, into a situation, and it was on wax too. So it was like kind of the creation of it. This beef was like built up, but afterwards, I would say they had a whole bunch of artists. I'm sure. We're absolutely, absolutely. But if we're if we're how would you with the example I gave of the ten artists, two of them dying, right. ones in two actually, three of them were in jail. I'm lying, cause Loon, Sean, and G. Depp were all in jail. Loon and Loon and Sean are free. Sean mm-hmm. is in um, Belize. Loon is home. G. Depp is still in jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other artists have disappeared. Two artists that were formerly on your roster are no longer with us. Mm. How will we judge you as an executive? Not a successful, but a successful in a way, right? But not successful no more. If we're if you're gonna judge, you can say he's successful due to on the music side, right? Then yeah, you made bank. You made money, but. How often do people make money off the pain and suffering of others? Where's everybody else? We need to get a coalition together. We need to see who's left. Surviving Diddy needs to be a documentary. Who's left? That's that's what it's going to be called. Who's left? Who's left? Bad boy. Who's left? (laughs) Because it's not a lie. You know how we have documentaries and people be like, you know, I survived being locked up in a basement for 13 years or some shit like that. We need that type of documentary for Diddy. Because he rides on his success of others. He rides on the fact that, you know, I made this person popular and this person had a hit, which is true. But look at them now. Isn't success judged by the longevity of others? We got to we got to take a closer look at his track record. That's all I'm saying. It's also his the manner in which he did things and what he did, right? Diddy's considered a producer. This is true, but he don't know how to play shit, right? I'll give you an example. He don't play nothing. He don't. He just say this and that. Quincy Jones is like that. But Quincy play everything, right? Quincy, Quincy play. He get nasty on the keys. But, but I'm I'm, I'm bringing Quincy Jones up because similar to Diddy, Quincy Jones built his own success off the careers of others. But look at how the careers that he's touched have lived. Yeah, they ain't doing. They ain't even the same thing. It's not even the same thing. Like he has Diddy don't play shit. 
he ain't musically nothing. He just, I put this and this together, and you and you and this. He's a genius at that. Yeah, Diddy knows how to package things. Time and place, and that and that's a, that make a big difference. But here's the thing, right? Quincy Jones made the music with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's an artist, and Michael Jackson's an artist, mm-hmm. songwriter, performer, musician, producer. The collab, right? Right, but I'm I'm bringing Quincy Jones up as an example of a producer who pushed longevity in his artists to where him working with an artist pushed him to be great for an extended period of time. Right. Diddy has never had that. His artists always crash and burn within a year or two. So are you really that good? He ain't I mean a producer. He don't play shit. He don't know, but what he does is steal what? other people's. This is what I'm getting at. Did he steal shit? And he steals from everybody. He steals from everybody. He's like the biggest thief. Okay. And it's like clean, smooth, screwed you out of it like a con man. Right. Right. You lived your time. At the end of the day, he's like, well, what did you do though? Mm-hmm. That's the. That's going to be the first thing Diddy says. What did you do though? Mm-hmm. So Black Rob going to be like, I wrote my shit, I performed my shit, and then I kept performing my shit every other show. He goes, and how could you do that? Because of me. That's going to be what Diddy says. You did that because of me. Because I said when and where and who and what. But even with that, though. <laughs> I'm t- This is no, mentality. I, listen, listen I, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying that, yeah, he, he can say that. Absolutely. But you can't then turn around decades later and be like well what about equal pay you wasn't you exactly you didn't even fight for equal pay with your own artists and it makes it even more evil because the people that you're fucking over look like you you're trying to frame he's now trying to frame it as it's just this black thing and this white corporation but you you're did you did that what the white corporations are you doing to you to us you did that you did that you just you you were the 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 ceo the 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 face the name the brand of bad boy records you did that right so in summation take that take that yeah that's all he did <laughs> He told us who he was. Take that, take that. He was telling everybody. I'm telling you that he's always been. I don't feel like. No, like, no, I'm not. I don't. I he's don't, following through all the way to the. Point no, where I he's don't. Like, think, Yo, you know what? I'm fucked up, but y'all fucked up too. I don't think he. I don't think he is. I think I. I agree that he's always told us who he was, but I think his messaging now, whether it was is this equal pay thing or when he was on his political shit for like 45 seconds. I think he's he's trying to revise history. Like no, bro, we old enough. We remember. We we I remember when the locks came to your studio and threatened to throw you out a window or drop a refrigerator on your head. I remember that. I remember all of the artists who were disgruntled and going on the radio saying fuck Diddy. I remember that. I listened to Hot 97 all day.
Yeah, he's a special something, all right. But yeah, man, fuck Diddy. R.P. to Black Rob. Fuck Diddy. Fuck Diddy. Fuck Diddy. And just for good measure, fuck Diddy. Okay. Um. Okay, so we have two options. Okay. So I'll have a wild ass story for you, or do you want to get into some gun violence? Click clack. All right. Let's get to it. So. There's been 45 mass shootings this month. Well, everybody just letting off. 45, four or five. There's been 45 shootings in the past month. All over the United States. All over the United States. Well, remember what we was talking about. Mm. So oh, that's al- also, also that what we was talking about with the Tennessee bill. They're trying yeah. to pass that in Texas. Right. But look what's happening. 45 mass shootings in a month. So, you know what it's looking like. It looking I, like I'm, they have a reason to take I all think, our guns away. I think as long safe. as they keep up, they're going to convince people, hey, if you want to be safe from you yourselves, you should just pass this bill to take everybody's gun. No, no, no. no. It, that, that gun wasn't taken. That bill wasn't taking guns away. It was giving people more guns. Right. So that they could show out like they are right now, and then the government can say, "Time to take them all away." The government's not gonna do a fucking thing Watch. about that. That's what they've been saying for years. This whole thing looked like the beginning of what they've been saying for years that they're gonna disarm people, and people gonna give I, it up. I don't see it happening. Majority vote. What if everybody says, "Yo, you know what? The world is better off without guns," and just because of that vote, now it's illegal to have a gun. Period. You have a gun on you, you get caught with one. You're doing life. What if that were to happen? Right? If that were to happen, then I don't think any, I don't think there would be any type of response to it. Honestly, I don't feel like if you if this is some type of prelude to taking guns away, that there would be some type of revolutionary war afterwards. I don't think that would happen. I don't see it happening. I ain't see a lot happen this year. That's all I'm saying, you know. But I'm not saying that it's not possible. I just don't see it happening. I don't see. It, I don't see it happening for two reasons. One, we make this country makes way too much money off of guns. Way too much. They have made mm-hmm. trillions. This this country was already known for being built off of those three things: mm-hmm. ATF. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, tobacco, and guns. That's what this this country is. So you're not gonna. They already been known for this, you know? right? So and that's now, why I, that's that's why I don't feel like this is moving towards. They're gonna take all of our guns away. If anything, I think this is because of the bill in Tennessee and now this bill in Texas. I think they're gonna try to give us more guns. They're already trying to. Just let just sh- shoot each other. Who cares, fam? Someone walked into a subway and shot up the entire subway. I told them no lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> they the today, today the NYPD caught someone on a subway with a fully loaded AK forty seven and a book bag full of ammo. Guns not going nowhere, bro. 
hope so. I, I don't see it happening. 45 mass shootings and... Look, man, I say it all the time. Once Sandy Hook happened and a bunch of kids got killed from gun violence mm-hmm. and nobody did anything, I was like, oh, okay, this is just how it's going to be. And they were talking about taking guns at that point. Right, and what happened? Nathan. Right, because it was just a prelude to see how we would react to it. And they got a reading, and they're like, okay, no, not yet. It's too early. They'll still go crazy. They got to give it up. That's the whole prophecy, that people are going to give it up because people are going to be scared. It's not about how you feel about it. We've, as a nation, voted in some dumb shit. Capable of it. All of us together voted it. So you outside so of you, your so control, you, how you so feel you th- about it? Okay. More on, people me, than not will be like, "Yo, that dumb idea, I'm with it." Let me let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly. So you think that be due to the high velocity of gun violence, they're going to implement a law to take away all guns? Eventually, people won't be like, "There should be no more guns." Civilians shouldn't have guns. If it's this crazy, we need more higher gun laws, higher gun restrictions. But, to we, the point but, where but people have been pushing for that for decades now, and nothing so, has happened. So, yeah, so what I'm saying is already feasible. It's already been under the works. So, what are they waiting on? The story to keep playing out. How much more playing out? We had 45 mm-hmm. mass shootings Look, in 30 days. It's a podcast. We just speculate in any way. But no, we can speculate. Is, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to follow your argument. Right. So the argument is, martial law, motherfuckers asleep by a certain time, the dystopian future story where they be like, yo, everybody gotta be in the house, and that's it. By this time, or it's your ass. Don't you think they would have enacted that already? Just due to the high violence we've seen in the past what five years? Well, I mean, we just noticing it. You know, and I noticed that the laws are just kind of enabling it, you know. So it's like, just like when they leave a bunch of bricks at a protest, you know, like leaving uh, the obvious, oh, start smashing so that we can film it, you know, the same shit. Like they just letting certain things and these things, I'm not even saying it real because the conspiracy theorists will say that some are planned and some are, you know, just what it is. Mm-hmm. But they, the point is that the news captures it. Okay. And then they show it to you and then they show it to like millions of other people in America. And people are going to feel a certain way about it. And most of them are going to feel like I'm afraid. And especially if it's happening around them, close to them in all different parts of the world and they're like, "Yo, you know what? So, so I'm a, one of those I'm one of those people now. I'm one of those people who are for that bill about this and this and this." And meanwhile, we don't know nothing. We going through our own shit and then when it's on the table, now we're surprised, you and I, blindsided. What the fuck? And then we're on the podcast talking about it next week. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It's always a what the fuck can you believe this and this, you know. You woke to this shit, you know. You like paying attention to politics. I just react to what I've seen in little conspiracy documentaries and things. And even shit that I thought was like mad stupid, I ended up seeing happening. You know, so... So you think martial law is coming eventually? Oh well, it's always said that it's gonna happen. Whether it's whether it's just a conspiracy theory, right? Mm-hmm. It can't be, it can't be a thing until it's proven. So I ain't no way to put the proof is saying that it will happen. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, Galileo and all these motherfuck- motherfuckers predicted shit, mm-hmm. and this shit happened. 
you know like the simpsons predicting the twin towers fall, you know uh-huh. shit like shit shit is out there motherfuckers know shit motherfuckers know shit and we don't know shit we just uh-huh. one of those people who on the podcast speculating somebody out there knows this shit and they talking about it over okay. a fireplace like let me, let me, me and you I'll, talking about yo we can't wait to let me let me bug these motherfuckers let and me listen in, to what listen to their podcast let me entertain your theory then what do you think it'll take to enact martial law um first of all why the martial law this would be my question right why do you need the martial law well, my thing is that martial law is already that you dipped like the well, people who well, own the country said fuck this I'm well, out uh, well you you said that the increased violence will force people will force the government to have a bill to take all guns away and then martial law will be afterwards Oh well, yeah. I'm assuming that well, martial law could just be put in place, and it'd be like the shit in Britain where they're throwing Molotov cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it would narrow us down to. You know, but this is just years into the future. You know, mm-hmm. this would have to take years. Anyway, they said it was always going to take a minute. You know, but little indications of extreme violence and the guns and the gun laws, putting more guns into the people's hands. And then the fact that you know that, and it, and we could only assume it's only going to get worse with these bills, it just seemed like, yeah, they're pushing people. Here's your gun. Go get a gun. Do what you want. Purge. You know? And then see what we're going to do. Or we'll see the next move. Like, to me, it's like, they don't, they're never going to blatantly tell you, we just going to keep you in your house all day. We would start rioting. We would be like on some, yo, I'm ready right now. It's not going to be like that. They're going to write it in a piece of paper and that piece of paper going to get slipped to somebody else and they're going to slip it through 80 other people and then the shit just going to happen. And by the time we realize it, it's a whole nother documentary, years about old news and shit that we found out and they on to the next scheme. You know, I just feel like we, we the middle class, surviving class, uh-huh. we work to live. Uh-huh. These people don't work to live. They just live and do whatever the fuck they want. You know, if they say you had a million dollars, what would you do? Well, we never had a million dollars to figure that out. But well, I'll I'll say, um, as of right now, I don't. Okay, let me choose my words carefully. I'll and say. I'm just talking shit. I just play like to play devil's advocate and saying, yo, this coincide with shit that I've seen and. I will say right now, martial law isn't feasible. If we're if if we're going to entertain the idea of the them using air quotes pulling the strings on everything, martial law doesn't help their agenda. Because for from what I see. Mm-hmm. Keeping us buying shit, keeping us consumeristic, co- co- yeah, yeah, consumeristic, yeah. keeping us out in the world, keeping us buying guns to shoot each other. That's more in line with their agenda. I'm using air quotes again. Yeah, it's always been, I guess, you know, it's always been they make money off of those things. And because and, and I'm saying it's our fault somehow. And know? I'm saying that because 45 mass shootings in a month during a pandemic says to me that 
you don't really give a fuck about anything except the profit you make off of the guns and the bullets and the deaths. That's all it says to me. Because if you have 45 of anything, it's a lot. You eat 45 french fries, you're going to be like, yo, my stomach is wilding right now. Maybe I need to relax. You have 45 blunts, it might take you two days to wake up. So the fact that we've had 45 of these things in a span of 30 days and the government is like, oh, says to me, nobody really gives a fuck. When certain states are saying, well, you know how we stop the mass shootings? Give more people guns. Copy. Copy. That's all it says. Yo, fuck the news, man. Yeah. Listen, keep your strap. <laughs> fucking cut a hole in your mattress. Keep all your fucking money, gold up in there. You know? And the shoddy underneath the, the roof of the closet. And with and with these mass shootings, we didn't get I didn't get a chance to speak about this last week. But RIP to Dante Wright. Dante Wright was a 20-year-old killed by the police. On a traffic stop, he was shot by a 26-year veteran of the police who thought her gun was a taser. Dwayne Wright was killed. Dante, excuse me. Dante Wright was killed in Minneapolis, 20 miles away from where George Floyd was murdered. He was he was killed during the trial of the cop. Who murdered George Floyd. I don't know what else to say. You know what? I'm lying. I do know what else. I do know what to say. This cop, The cop who killed Dante Wright. Her name is Kim Porter. She was on the Minneapolis police force for 26 years. She killed this young man at a routine traffic stop. Again... Because she thought her gun was a taser. Now, good brother Metals, you've held a gun before, allegedly. You've held a taser before, allegedly. I've been tased, allegedly. I ask you, good brother, do you know the difference between a gun and a taser? For damn sure. For damn sure. <laughs> For damn sure. <laughs> Would you know the difference if you reached for your taser and pulled out your gun? For damn sure. For damn sure. If you did anything for 26 years and your excuse for making this grave mistake was, I thought Couldn't it was tell a one from the other. I thought it was a taser. You are horrible at your job. She speaks the bullshit. They don't even weigh the same. They're not they don't shaped. even go in the pocket the same. They're not even shaped the same. For shits and giggles. You reach for your taser. Right? Because this is what she said. Oh, I, re I was reaching How for my taser. How many times you shoot him? I'm, I'm not sure. But it, 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 was, it, was, it was more than once. Right. There you go. That's all I'm saying. It should be immediately right there. Okay. 
this stupid bitch grabbed what she thought was a was a taser. But her the taser goes pewing, right? The taser goes pewing. It's more like a tack. Mm-hmm. Right? It depends on which one. But they definitely got the tack. Which is with the, the little thing, spring, the, yeah, the shootout projectiles and all inside, that. Yeah, yeah. And then the yeah, yeah, yeah. that. That's a whole different process from the bang, bang, right? Like, bang. like let's. I'm trying to let's just entertain her her thought process. Oh, I thought it was a taser. It doesn't look like a taser. Did she reload and everything? Like, oops, I still don't. I don't get it. Bang. What's going on? She's lying. Is what happened. It, uh, yes, essentially. Yes. She's lying. She's a lying piece okay. of shit. So, same city, same situation. Mm-hmm. What's the captain gonna do now? What's the What's these people gonna do now? Like, this it's, is the second cop. The first one was damning, by the way. Yeah, and it was all on video. The first one is because there's been a lot of these, mm-hmm. and it has been a lot of these. Mm-hmm. But that one. That one, that that is kind of what angered other people outside of minorities because that was the first time they got to watch the police killing someone, right? After years of minorities saying, yo, they killing us. Now you have evidence of, oh shit, they're really killing them. But now with this excuse of, oh, I thought it was a taser. Let's let's back up. You're on a traffic stop, right? Forgive me. I'm missing context. She said that weapons were drawn because he had a warrant. What was his warrant for, 4K? I'll tell you. His warrant was because they mailed a traffic ticket to his house and they had the wrong address. <clears throat> so when the mail was returned because they because the government the local government sent it to the wrong address they put out a warrant for his arrest now i've been pulled over quite a few times i've been arrested because i had a warrant for a traffic ticket why do you need any type of weaponry you have all of the weaponry why are you even reaching for a weapon because I have a warrant? It's all bullshit. Every last bit of it. And at the and at the point that we're at now with this happening repeatedly, I'm kind of out of options. Because if you want to say People who say, yo, there's ways to stop this or there's ways to penalize police who kill people. Nobody's taking heed to it. The government is like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe we could and nothing gets done. So it's almost like y'all just want us to burn this bitch down. Then your martial law would come into play. Because essentially they're, they're continuously poking the bear. Whatever can happen will happen. That's it. I, I, I don't really have too much because 
this is a repeated thing and I don't my anger I can't get more angry because now you playing in our face I thought it was a taser what was the excuse last time oh I thought he had a weapon you said well why was you trying to tase him in the first place anyway who knows who knows but at this point I don't know what else to say outside of they are trying to agitate us into burning this bitch down so they can use all of their toys on us but let me offer a message of hope because I don't want to I fight the urge to go completely cynical every day the beauty in all of this is that they can't stop all of us eventually God willing there will be enough people angry to where we can have real reform real change I do genuinely in my heart believe that it is just a shitty uphill battle because it's not a bunch of bad apples the whole tree is fucked and we're fighting against a deeply corrupt system and it can get tiring it can get it can get a lot of things but the more of us who see this the more of us who get engaged with our communities small victories are still important changing things in your community is still important because it does help in the progress of uprooting this fucked tree that's all I got for that man R.I.P. to Dante Wright R.I.P. to George Floyd R.I.P. to Breonna Taylor R.I.P. to Sandra Bland R.I.P. to Ahmaud Aubrey R.I.P. to Michael Brown R.I.P. to Tamir Rice R.I.P. to Trayvon Martin It's it's I don't know man So It is It's It's Sounds cliche, but we have no other choice but to keep fighting. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So that's all we can do. Alright, man. Sorry to get so heavy, bro. No, it's bad news. What are we going to do? Oh, shit. I, I, I skipped over something important. Do you know the Ashford here in Jersey City? Have you ever heard of the Ashford? Passed it many a time. You ever been in there? Nope. Me either. <laughs> the Ashford is a bar, restaurant, shindig, whatever you want to call it in Jersey City. They promote themselves as being like high scale and shit like that. You know, it's downtown Jersey City. All of the gentrifiers go in there, have a drink or whatever. They got in trouble recently for denying entry to black patrons who are wearing joggers and sweats. But then they let in white patrons wearing joggers and sweats. 
Apparently, this has happened before. This is not the first incidence of their policies being wildly specific. This has occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily at this place. Mm-hmm. But this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it when it's done to me. You know, and then there's a way about it. Mm-hmm. There's a way, you know, it's just a way. Like, for example, because I think I heard about this. Mm-hmm. I, I read it, though, mm-hmm. more than saw it. And what it said was that they said they couldn't come inside because he was wearing that. Right. But he had the option of waiting outside. Right. Mm-hmm. He had the option of, oh, you could you could dine outside, but you can't come in with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, you know, I look at the front entrance. I'd assume that that's that type of place. Because it's been done to me before. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I'm going to sit outside. Cool. Hey, I'll, I'll take that. Oh, there's a menu coming my way. Oh, yeah. But then I see other people. I'm going to peep. I'm going to look ahead of time. I'm going to look ahead of time and be like, oh, they ain't going to let him in because he ain't got what I, you know. Right. I just got put outside. So he might be sitting out here with us, this dude. Right. And then they walk up to the same guy and they don't even. Like they they don't even look they just they don't even look they just go in. That's exactly what happened. Right. So me I'm gonna be like whoa hold up I want to be in there. Right. This is just me. So now you said that I'm a patron. Right. I'm a I'm paying. I'm outside waiting for the money. I'm right. wa- I'm waiting for the the, the waiter so that we could get this rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I see people that are also. Dressed just like me, going inside clean, and then it happened over again and over again in front of me. Mm-hmm. My first thing is, yo, what is that bouncer's problem with me? Mm. Why is he overlooking everybody else? But what's his issue with me? Mm. Right? Because now he's insulting me. Mm-hmm. You telling me to stand right there and watch, basically. Yeah, sit right there and now watch. And then you just. Complete disregard, actually. Complete disregard. I think that's that's a uh, that should be, you know, reprimanded in some way. And if that lead to a trail of like that's the way it's supposed to be, then that that should be held accountable too. Well, they but, ha- you know they have a history. Well, I looked at their dress code, right? Now, I'll be fair. There's certain establishments where they want you to come in and damn near a suit. I get that. You have a certain air you want to keep about your establishment. Fine. Right? Because their dress code, no type of headgear. Uh, let me not even run through it. Anything that you and I might wear, no. Okay? No. That's fine. You don't want... A certain type of look in your establishment, cool. It becomes a pro. It becomes a problem when you deny one person for their attire, but then allow someone else in with the same attire. Exactly, because what's the issue with me? Right. Again, you got an issue with me. Right. Obviously, you singled me out, <clears throat> and then and, you and know it, portrayed me in the front as it, the guy waiting outside in the cold. And it doesn't look good. When you deny black people and let in white people, it looks away. It's 2021. You know that looks away. 
even if that wasn't your intentions, it still looks away. And then you have a history of doing semi-racist shit to your black patrons. So, you know, they caught a lot of they caught a lot of heat for this. Interestingly, though, while they were catching heat, they turned all their comments off on Instagram. That made me raise an eyebrow. Then they put out this little weak statement like, you know, Ashford is a multicultural corporation. We are not racist. So it's like, oh, really? Why they jump? Why they jump to that? Right. That it was peculiar. It's like, hmm. They they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. They rather put out that little this. You know, it's like a disclaimer. It's like. You know when they say you gotta say sorry and they read a fucking exact letter? Yeah, that's that sounds exactly, like they're applying for a job. That that's exactly what happened. So Well, I'm that's so, not a good look either. No, I'm saying all <laughs> of that to say. For all of my Jersey City residents, there are a lot of bars in the city. You don't have to go to that one. I don't even think it shouldn't have been addressed that way. They could have just been like, listen. The bouncer got confused. And we apologize. Or, or you, you know? right, you could have said anything. Oh, the bouncer was out of line. We have removed him. Easy peasy. Whatever, whatever. But you say, oh, we're not racist, and you turning your comments off on IG. That looks racist. It look you look not racist. Excuse me, that wasn't the right word for that. You look guilty. And they put it out there. They put it out there. They put it out there because nobody said racist. Maybe let's assume the, the, people the, are calling them the, the, that. The, the, yeah, the, or they, that the action was a little. You could have just been like, "Yo, smoother." Wasn't that? It was. Just it could have been easily resolved easily. when you got the criticism of, "Oh, yo, why y'all let these white people in and black people got to sit outside?" You could have easily said, "Yo, the bouncer was bugging. We fired them. We removed them. That's not our policy. We welcome everyone." In his story. Y'all did not do that. So again, there's a lot of bars in Jersey City. You don't have to go to that one. There's, there's, there's a lot of shit you can do. You don't have to go there. There's mad restaurants that let you sit outside. Good bars are plentiful in the city. Don't waste your time at the Ashford. Okay. Hopefully, they'll be gone by next spring. But we'll see. <sighs> this is just it, it, man. I'm, I'm starting to feel like the pandemic's over because we just back to just heavy ass, bullshit ass news. <laughs> but I have a wild story for you, bro. You ready? You'll like this. So, North Carolina. Come on and raise up. There is a high school basketball coach in North Carolina by the name of Bernie Harris, black man, right? Bernie Harris is a basketball coach and also the Spanish teacher at a high school in North Carolina. Mr. Harris, Mr. Harris is now dead. Why is he dead? Because he tried to rob the cartel. Let me repeat that story. Little Django over here. 
<laughs> a high school basketball coach uh-huh. slash Spanish teacher teach in North Spanish, Ca- too. in North Carolina. That's the connection. Was killed <laughs> by the Sinaloa cartel because he tried to rob them. Mm. Alone? No, with his brother-in-law. Oh, hermano. His brother-in-law Spanish or black? Too? Black. Okay. Reports say we got, we got r- in. Reports say Mr. Harris bought bulletproof vests. Uh, he was dead serious. He brought trackers Ooh. and he brought gloves. Okay. He followed one of the cartel members to a stash house. Mm-hmm. Waited until they got comfortable. Bum rushed the, the stash house. Tied up one guy. Killed him. Mm. Killed one of the cartel members. Mm. Didn't realize there were other people in the house. Oh, he went into a one. he went into a room and was shot the fuck up. Yep. The cartel had armor piercing bullets. I mean, what do you think? The you think that these guys show up to work and play? Listen, these guys don't show up to play. So the, so the bulletproof vest he was wearing did absolutely nothing. Reports say he was riddled with bullets mm. and died immediately. I'm sure. No arrest. No, I'm lying. One arrest was made. Who was arrested? His brother-in-law. He made it out. His brother. He was like, yo, I, I told him this was a bad idea. <laughs> His brother-in-law got away. And was later arrested by the sheriffs for murder and um, some other charge. I can't think of it right now. Funny enough, none of the cartel members were arrested. I was going to ask. This was my next question. None of the cartel was arrested. Hmm. Hmm. What are you going through in your life that you decide to rob the cartel? convince yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's what happened. You told yourself a story and you said that's a good idea. Like if you are in if you live in a town, you should know or you should have an idea or maybe there's some cartel that runs around in my town. But to say, you know what? I'ma rob them. I'ma just break in, kill the first dude, right? <laughs> Cause I mean, well maybe kill the dude. He just thought it was just going to be one. So he killed the one and then walked into a room. Listen, even if you don't, even if you got the bulletproof vest and they didn't have armor piercing rounds, he was still going to die. I'm going to tell you why. Mm. Right. Because his bitch ass brother-in-law wasn't doing shit. So we got one guy versus many the five. Right. Now, that's five people all aiming at who they clearly see is a gentleman with a bulletproof vest on. You know so what they I'm just wondering? gonna shoot everywhere. I'm wondering who convinced him or what made I wanna know who he told this idea and why nobody stopped him. Listen, I get it. Teachers aren't paid enough. I get it. But you decide to rob the cartel. And you know what's crazy? He lost his life for $7,000 and two bricks of cocaine. Damn. Yeah, watch too many movies. You did all of that. Too many movies. 
for seven thousand dollars and two bricks of cocaine. And that nobody was arrested. None of the cartel members. It wasn't even like you exposed nothing. Who, what are you going to expose? The cops know the cartel is in the town. That's their property. They in there. You broke when, in their property. You committed a crime. One of the sheriffs even said this was a bad idea. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We have narcos. We have Queen of the South. We have... Not enough. It wasn't enough to teach this guy what he needed to know. Clearly. What other examples do you need to not rob the cartel? Mm. A four-year-old would have told you this is a bad idea. You say, yo, I got this vest, you know. It just should be just maybe one, maybe maybe two, three guys. Two of y'all. Two of y'all de- decided to rob a cartel stash house. Two people. Like this one is of them not probably armed. Like this is not a cartel. Look, man, I know the pandemic has gotten the people and shit is crazy. And the guy died for nothing. Absolutely nothing. $7,000 and two bricks of cocaine. You better off paying the lottery. Now you sit and we'll die. Be safer. You should have did some overtime. Pick up a second job somewhere. So when I read this story, I'm like, he did what? Who did this? A high school basketball coach. He did, he decided to rob who? The Sinaloa cartel? Excuse me? What the fuck? Yeah, so I can't even say RIP to that man because that even was say A for effort. I there was no effort. No, I'm lying. There was effort, but it was a hard... It was, it was A for effort, literally. As a teacher, too. A for effort. You went hard in your head. You went hard in the paint. Yeah, got he, the bulletproof vest. No. He, in you, his you mind... Played, he, he played Splinter Cell, definitely. In his mind, he was convinced, yo, I can pull this off. Mm-hmm. He just got the Metal Gear Solid back on the PlayStation. He was like, yo, I can do this. It's easy. Yeah, so... um. <laughs> Don't be like Barney Harris. Times are hard. Things are rough. You don't have to rob the cartel. Not at all. You're better off trying to work for them than rob them. Try to get a job. He should have went in there like, excuse me, y'all hiring? Exactly. They would have been like, what are they? Because <laughs> you trying to rob them is never going to work out in your favor. And you know how you know how shit. <laughs> when the cops say you fucked up, that's how you know shit is real. When the cops are looking at you like this was stupid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't be like Bernie Harris. All right. Thank you. Last but not least, shout out to Jalil White, aka Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. He is he has launched a cannabis company called Purple Urkel. Purple Urkel. So shout out to Jalil White. Good job. You know. Good job. Shout out to Jalil White. He has 710 labs growing this purple Urkel. Purple Urkel. Why can't I say that? 
Purple Urkel. Purple Urkel. Purple Urkel. He turned into Stefan for real. Oh yeah. So shout out to Jalil White for that. I'm, I'm very dope to see black people moving into cannabis. So yeah, shout out to Jalil White for that. And um, before we move into music, I just want to say fuck Diddy one more time. Yeah. Uh, music, music, music. Shout out to shout out to my bro. Shout out to little bro, Book Jefferson. He has a new song out called Get Me Lit. Hey. Available on all your DSPs. Go support the bro. Book Jefferson. New single out right now. Get Me Lit. Uh, Conway the Machine has a new project out called La La Marquina. La Marquina? La, something like that. I can't pronounce it. It's probably It sounds like something the cartel would say. <laughs> but shout out to... Um, Conway, I've listened to some of it, and it's Conway. Shit is fire. Mm. And also, shout out to Miguel, R&B singer. He released an EP called Art Dilla Chic 4. So if you want to get into your R&B bag, you know, check that out. And um, that's it, man. Mm. I think we've covered everything. This has been a very heavy week. Hold that. Things are the pandemic might be over because we're just back to business as usual with mass shootings and the police killing everybody so yeah hopefully something more uplifting will happen in the next couple of days but forgive me y'all this is it's just i'm here to report what i see okay so in the meantime in the between time follow showing everything Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for your herbal needs. You can follow at Embrace Naturally on IG for your hair care needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a motherfucking friend. And, um, can I say one? What's up, bro? Prayer. Prayer for the stress. You know what? In these times, bro, it's essential. Pray when you wake up. Pray before you go to bed. Prayer is. Prayer can get you through. Okay? And if you haven't been praying, during the course of this pandemic I suggest you start Because it's helpful So prayer for the stress I know it seems over But the but, but the but Words The pandemic COVID All of that type of shit is still out here Please still wear your mask Wash your hands Socially distance when necessary Or when applicable And y'all be safe man Fuck Diddy. We out. You can do better than that. Maybe you need to hit the dojo. Get some more practice.